The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. This episode is brought to you by TweakedAudio.com. Get headphones, earbuds, and accessories from TweakedAudio.com. Just enter the discount code CAFCOMICS, that's all one word at the checkout. You'll get 33% off your entire order, free worldwide shipping, and a limited lifetime warranty on everything you buy. That's TweakedAudio.com. And now... It's time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles, all fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. And now, here's your hosts, John and Steven. Thank you, it's Caffeinated Comics. I'm your host, John Clark. With me, as mostly always, is my co-host, Stephen Brown. And it's late on Sunday. It's been snowing all day because... Yeah. Because the, the Lord God hates Chicago. It's so dumb. It's been snowing all. <laughs> but you know day. what? I woke up and uh, it was like a blizzard outside my uh, apartment here, and I was like, "Oh, is this like some kind of like fucked up marketing for like <laughs> the season finale of Game of Thrones?" That's exactly. Winter is here. People, yes. <laughs> it's like no. It's literally it's here. So bad, and it snowed all damn day, and it covered everything. It's, it's still snowing it's as we're still recording snowing. This. Yeah, it's, it's so stupid. It's spring. It, what the fuck? You know, I don't have to shovel because uh, it's going to be gone by tomorrow. But... Yeah, dude, tomorrow's going to be fifty degrees. Your basements are all going to flood, listeners. <laughs> yeah, I have I have many sump pumps. Yeah, you need uh, them. Yeah. Oh, oh, and actually, with uh, Game of Thrones starting today, there's a uh, Comcast has a free HBO trial. Oh yeah, because they want people to binge seven seasons. In yeah, Renee a was week. trying. Renee was trying to catch up. Oh really? We dropped HBO like a year ago, uh, or whenever the last season was on. Okay. Um, and me being the Game of Thrones fan, I am. Yeah, you love it. Um, I binge watched <laughs> the first two episodes of Veep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh my god, I, I can watch Veep again. Yeah. And they were really good. Oh, my brother uh, David loves Veep. It's he's, great. He's always like, you gotta watch the show, and it's like. Uh, no offense to Veep, which I've never seen, but I, I can't watch a political show about how fucking stupid government is when well, our current government is so fucking stupid. Yeah, they did a lot of interviews about that. Like, how do you do this now? And they're like, yeah, in our in the Veep universe, Trump is a shoe salesman in Queens. Is he really? Well, because... Do she, they talk about him? In the- well, she was a fake vice president when it started. There was a fake president and she was vice president to that president. Okay. So they're like... Yeah, and they've even discussed it. The funny thing about Veep, which I, I'm really impressed, it was created by the guy who created The Thick of It, which was uh, a show about British government. Peter Capaldi was huge, and it's one of the reasons he became Doctor yeah. Who. Then he came over here to do the American version, um, and it was great, but after season three, he decided to leave. And he made this movie, The Death of Stalin, which I still haven't seen, but I hear is amazing. Okay. Um But so when he left, you f- usually when a creator leaves a show, you're like, all right, that's it for this. But they got David Mandel, who was one of the writers on Seinfeld, and it got better. Oh, wow. And this is the final season of that. Yeah. So I'm like, I really don't want to miss it. Like, I might sign up to HBO Go just, to keep just for Veep yeah. and then, like, catch up on some stuff I missed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But- uh, I I was watching um, uh, House of Cards before it was revealed that Kevin Spacey was a monster. Yeah. And, and not on the show, but right. And uh, 
I I was watching the show and then I was like, this show's bananas. They're uh, th- fucking the, the world is never going to be crazier than it is in the show. And then it got worse. And then yeah. Trump got elected, and I immediately lost interest in the show. And I actually think he he wasn't elected yet. I think he was just running for president. Right. And everything was so crazy, and I I completely lost interest in House of Cards because I was like, the real life is crazier than the show. I was watching the show because it was so absurd. Now the real life's absurd, so fuck this show. And then, like you know, eight months later, twelve months later, whatever, it came out that Kevin Spacey was a monster. Yes, <laughs> and I was like, well, thank God I stopped watching this fucked up show with this d- douche canoe. The the thing that hurts me the most about watching political uh, thrillers now is that, um, I think all my life, seventies, eighties, nineties. Those movies always end with like, I got a tape of you and I'm going to the press. And yeah. then the guy's like, oh no, right. I give up. <laughs> and then I'm, now I see I see that plot and I go, go for it. Yeah, so what? <laughs> right, the tapes mean nothing. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> yeah, you go to the press, the press puts it out. No, it doesn't do anything. At least not to this guy. Um, yeah, well, anyway, to... Uh, this is not a political podcast. <laughs> yeah, to talk, about, to talk about people that aren't as evil... Um, there's the Empire because Star Wars Celebration is happening now. Oh, um, yeah. Star Wars Celebration is happening in Chicago in the same place that C2E2 happened. And this is crazy is it's Sunday night. There's one more day of celebration. It goes until Monday. It's crazy. Really? It doesn't yeah. Even, wow. Isn't that insane? Yeah, my boss took two days off for it. Uh, and there's been a lot of announcements. I'm kind of regretting not going because I'm not. I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. I was when I was a little kid. Yeah. When the original trilogy was out, I was super, super into it. Yeah, I believe you were the target audience. I was the, and I was like the Star Wars kid, like in my class. Yeah. And like, like I was the first kid people like mentioned Star Wars too, even though we were all into it. Yeah. Um, And after Return of the Jedi, I kind of felt like, okay, this is over. And by that point I was going to go, I was going to go into junior high and I kind of forgot about it. Return of the Jedi is not the greatest movie either. So I was like, I bought some speeder bikes and Jabba the Hutt. And I'm like, and then, uh, and I've always, you know, I never turned against it like some people, but I would forget about it for a while. And then the videotapes came out and I would watch them and get into it for a few months and drop it again. Special editions came out. Uh, we all went, like all my friends went, um, a lot of people that have been on the podcast are like lifelong friends. We all went together and I got into those again. I started buying the Kenner figures again. Then I kind of dropped it. And then I was super excited when Phantom Menace came out. It took me four viewings to realize it wasn't any good. Yeah. Well, it's like, I think that's like, um, that's the most like self-objective thing I've ever heard you mention, is that you thought there was something wrong with you because it was Star Wars, and then it took you four viewings to figure out that movie's fucking stupid. Oh, yeah, Star Wars it's is awesome. so much better than me. No, but I mean, Why would I think just, I'm superior to just, Star Wars? That's just like such an objective point of view of like, well, it must be me. It's Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's just rich. I love it. Yeah, and I was just talking to a friend of mine about this, and I think I, think I can pinpoint the moment I stopped camping. Hearing, yeah was wait in the movie about star wars oh, yeah okay. it wasn't phantom menace it was um i was seeing fellowship of the ring for like the second or third time because mm-hmm. i saw it immediately and that's the first the lord first of the lord of the rings, rings. and i was um my dad got me into tolkien at a young age we watched the animated versions the hobbit was the first chapter book i read i took all um in summer i was supposed to read like four books from a list and instead, I just read Lord of the Rings all summer long and cheated. 
Uh, I loved Lord of the Rings, so the fact that they were coming out, I was super excited. And obviously, those movies have held up really, really, really well. But I remember, so I saw it like three, four times in the theater before the DVD came out, and it was like the second or third time I went with like a, my family. Yeah, in fact, I can pinpoint this because we had a family wedding on New Year's Eve. Okay, know, which was actually kind of cool because the reception happened through midnight. Yeah, so there was just a reason to bring out more champagne, but that also meant that the wedding didn't start till like seven at night. So we're in this town, it was in North Carolina. We're like, what are we all gonna do? And the Clarks are all very bookish. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, who hasn't seen Lord of the Rings? And half of my family had read the book five times. Yeah. We're like, we'll all go. And like, there were like fifteen of us saw Lord of the Rings at noon. Oh, that's cool. Before a wedding, and I'd already seen it, but I remember I was sitting next to my cousin John. Was a good friend of mine who was also a big Star Wars kid, and they showed the trailer for Attack of the Clones. Yeah, and I remember I just went, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Like I just didn't get excited about. Right, it. Right, you kind of knew already it wasn't going to be good. Yeah, I mean, you had to come off a of Phantom Menace. So. Yeah, and, and the Matrix had already come out, and now yeah. Fellowship of the Ring was out, and then uh, I think I've talked about this before, but then the summer Attack of the Clones came out. I remember uh, when my wife and I saw it. Uh, we were dating at the time, but I remember we saw Attack of the Clones, and afterwards we kind of looked at each other and we were like, hey, Spider-Man's starting in the next theater. And we saw Spider-Man for like the third time. The first Spider-Man movie? Yeah, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie was out the same summer as Attack, Attack of the, of the Clones. Clones. Yeah, that's and then, And then in my memories of Revenge of the Sith were, uh, let me get this over with so then Batman Begins can come out. <laughs> right, because that was the same year as Batman Begins and Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, no, no. It was the same year as oh, Batman no. Begins. Oh, no. Dark Knight is Dark Iron Knight's Man? the same year as Iron Man. Okay, that's what And by that point, we'd all seen Batman Begins. Yeah. Batman Begins wasn't that big a movie because people thought Batman movies were done because Batman and Robin had been Right. I actually remember uh, going to see Batman Begins thinking like, all right, whatever. I, I had no idea who Christopher Nolan was. I Nobody never... did. He'd only made like two movies. Yeah. I don't know that I'd ever seen Christian Bale in anything. I mean, I don't even know if I'd seen American Psycho by then. I had, yeah. Yeah. And so I had no expectations. And I remember being like, holy shit, they actually made like a good Batman movie again. Like it was like a surprise. Yeah, I remember being really dubious about that. Until the cast list came out, because I remember I remember being at work and reading about these online, and they're like, "Hey, look, you're super, you're a huge Batman guy. Look at this new movie." And I was like, "I was like, uh, I don't know. I mean, the last couple were bad." And I remember the two things they the two things they showed first were the least impressive things. Was they showed Christian Bale in the bat suit? And I'm like, he just looks like all the other Batman because that Batman Begins suit is still a black rubber suit. Yeah. And then they show the Batmobile, which I still don't like. No, it's, it's a, a bat big tank. T- yeah, yeah, it's a big like tank, it. and I'm like. But then they started saying, like, uh, Rutger Hauer's in it. Morgan Freeman's in it. Gary Oldman's in it. Michael Caine is in it. Yeah, it's kind of like a crazy cast when you think about it. Yeah, and then I was know? like, and they, he got all those guys to come back for right. the sequels. Right, three movies. And then I was like, all right, maybe it'll be a good Batman movie. Yeah. But it came out same year as Sith. Um, so I never really gave up on I liked it. I never finished Clone Wars. I never finished Rebels. Yeah, I never I, got into the Star Wars shows. Um, I watched the movies and then I played a couple of the, those like RPG Star Wars games yeah. where you're like a Jedi and you run around the galaxy. Oh, Dark Forces was a good one. Oh, I did the, what is it called? Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. They did two of them and those games are pretty sweet. Um, and I, I, and I, oh, and then I played the ones, I can't remember what the game's called, but you, you fly around you know, on Hoth and you're in the speeder. The Battlefronts? Yeah, and you yeah. can you can actually rope the at at with the cable. Yeah, Battlefronts had like a different level for everything because there was a speeder bike level, there was a yeah. speeder level, there's like an X wing level. I was um, there are ones where you run around with like a lightsaber. Right, it's I cool. was I was just really disappointed uh, that it wasn't story based. 
Like I was like, oh right. my god, the graphics it's are amazing. It's just fighting. It's just fighting, and I was like, yeah. oh, I wanted to explore. But yeah, so there been I have many friends. A lot of them have been on the podcast. They're way more diehard Star Wars guys yeah. than I am. Um, but this seeing all the footage come back from Celebration and a lot of people are there uh, that we that are friends of ours are sending putting pictures on Instagram and yeah. Twitter and Facebook uh, of the convention. And I was like, I kind of I kind of feel like I missed out. I kind of yeah, wanted to be there. It's weird. I I have no interest in going. Uh, I don't feel like I missed out. What I'm surprised is that it, it seemed a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, because I, I, I thought it was going to be like a much smaller convention for some reason. And it looks well, like it's bigger than C2E2. Yeah, the fact that it was at McCormick enormous. and C2E2 was a month ago. Yeah. I was like, why would I want to go right back for just Star Wars? There right. was plenty of Star Wars at C2E2. Right, totally. And, and you know, um, I'm a... I'm Marvel and Batman above. I can't really say I'm DC. I'm probably just Batman. Yeah. I like Green Lantern. I like The Flash. Right. But you, don't, you don't care about like the Doom Patrol. <laughs> no, no. These and, idiots. Uh, I've heard the show is really good. And I, I haven't hear started it's amazing. it. No, uh, but I, you know, I'm mostly a Marvel guy. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, wait, you're going to take Marvel. Basically, you're going to take all the superheroes out of C2E2 and expect me to come back. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Right. Uh, <laughs> But then I've been seeing the the panels and stuff, and there's been major announcements, and it seems like it's been really, really fun. Yeah. So the f- everyone uh, whose pictures I saw that we've all had on the show here before on Instagram looks like uh, they're having an awesome show. Yeah. And I think it's um, it's cool to because not all those guys are also comic fans. It's cool these guys have their comic fans, and there's this second massive thing that they're into right you know what i mean and I star wars I is that. just so big i mean i've it's done so it's, it's i've crazy. done chicago tardis a few times and i've hosted panels we've run them as podcasts and that's a small small kind of small con it's yeah. like it's like the hotel ballroom well we did a star wars thing. panel at wizard world a couple yeah. years ago and it's like that's what i mean it's like it's usually a uh, star wars is like a thing next to a bunch of other things at a convention. Right. It's like one more sci-fi thing that people are into. Yeah. But there's something about the concentration of all of it. In one place. That it just makes it, makes it even stronger. And obviously there's a lot happening in the Star Wars universe right now to get excited about. So, um, I saw a clip of Anthony Daniels walking the hallway, and then yeah. I just love Anthony well, I Daniels. Well, actually was confused because it's not yearly in Chicago; it's yearly and it travels. It, yeah, so, so it's, it's been in Orlando a lot. It's been in Anaheim, right? They usually do it near Disney because then everybody goes, goes to the parks, goes to Star Tours, and now they're right about to open the, the Star, Star Wars, Wars Park, Park, which was a whole panel. Yeah. So this is one. This is the only year it's ever been in Chicago, and. No, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, I kind of feel like, yeah, maybe I should have gone. Yeah. Uh, but I did watch the live feed of the episode nine panel on Friday, which was fantastic. A lot of people, um, actually, my boss was telling me he couldn't even get in. You have to take a lottery to get into the big panel. Oh, wow. So you already have your ticket for the con. Yeah. But you have to take a lottery to get into the big theater. And the theater was enormous. Like, it, it, God, it looked like it held 10,000 people. That's crazy. Uh, but again, there's people that were had bought tickets for the convention and could not get into it. But they put it up on YouTube, which was really cool. So uh, the episode nine panel was immense. Um, so Stephen Colbert hosted it. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that like weirds me out is like how many massive celebrities were there, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, well, Colbert is a big sci-fi guy. He's a huge Lord Whoa, of the Rings guy. He loves Lord of the Rings. He had uh, Joe Casada gave him Captain America's shield and the Colbert Report when yeah. Cap died. Uh, yeah, he knows everything about Tolkien. He's like he's a diehard geek. But so he moderated, 
and they had J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy in the entire cast except Adam Driver, um, who my guess is he's probably making something else. But like everyone, like Anthony, everyone from Daisy Ridley and John Boyega um, and Oscar Isaacs to um, Anthony Daniels and um, Billy D. Williams was there. By the way, yeah. Billy, go watch this on YouTube because um, obviously we're going to talk a lot about the trailer. They ended the panel with the trailer. Yeah. But watch the whole panel because nothing that happened to me this week was better than watching Billy D. Williams walk out on stage. So he walks with a cane now. Yeah. In the movie, he has a cane. I'm like, oh, they gave Lando a cane. But apparently Billy D. Williams now walks with a cane. Yeah. But as he walked, and it's so visual that I'm going to ruin it, but like, he walked like the whole row. Everyone's sitting in the panel. You know, he's like, yeah. So he's got to walk past eight people, but he comes out and everybody's pulling it and he goes, sweet, 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 sweet. And he gets into like a rhythm and he's just walking going, sweet, sweet. And then he gets his chair, takes a while to sit down. He's not even mad anymore. Sits down real slow and goes, Sweet. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, almost like, like Billy yep. D. Williams thing of all time. It's the most Billy D. Williams any B. D. Billy D. Williams could ever Billy D. Yeah. That made me so happy. And most of the panel, um, I get burned out on convention panels pretty easily because I learned this going to San Diego. Panels have a formula the same way everything else does. Yeah. Is they introduce the people on the panel. Uh, you know, they do a – they get huge introductions because no matter how small the room is there's always people that are like really happy to see you you and i got good good applause for being on a star wars panel yeah and (laughs) And we're nobody after doing this podcast (laughs) but people are always so happy to see you there's you always do some kind of fan service like hey 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 yeah they do that for five minutes right um if you have a catchphrase that's you employ it you have to say it and then they'll give like three pieces of information you know, they'll be like, oh, the new project is called this and it's going to be out and this thing is going to be in it that you didn't know about. It doesn't matter what it is, a Marvel panel, yeah. a DC panel, a Star Wars panel. They do that and then then usually they answer questions from the audience and uh, every – every I got real tired of Q&As at conventions yeah, because every one of them devolves into um, what I call – what I call the I'm smart too. Yeah. There's all, there's someone at every panel and it doesn't matter what it is, but there's always one person at every panel that gets up there and just wants the people that made the thing that they love to notice that they exist. And then they start telling their life story. Right. Or they start yeah. giving trivia that, pe- no, that one everyone, asked for. no one asked for. And they, they obviously know they say they're going to, have a question but instead it just turns into a three minute compliment yeah it's weird it's 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 very awkward why uh you have fan interaction that's good that the folks who create things are you know willing to talk to the people down in the under the mountain or whatever but inevitably it there's always one person that kind of ruins it so much so that at the marv wolfman george perez panel we went to yeah the guy moderated it by saying hey we're gonna open up the questions but please remember these are for questions uh this isn't the time to like pitch something it's like when they have to say stuff like that it's like oh because this shit people can't just be adults you know they can't self-moderate well i I think they just don't think it through i just think there's a lot of people that are like uh, 
um, we've had, and honestly, we've had people that have asked to be on the podcast or have been on the podcast. They're like, I want to be on the podcast. And well, what do you want to say? Just that things are awesome. Haven't thought that through. And a lot of people just stand up to get on the microphone and they're like, I'm going to talk to Will Eisner, you know, yeah, when he was without alive. thinking about what without you're thinking like, what am about. I going to say yeah. to him? And, uh, I was kind of proud of my son at the Animaniacs panel at C2E2. He goes, I think I want to ask a question, but I don't know. I said, absolutely. Get up, get up get online ask him yeah and then he like started to get up and he goes oh that person kind of asked my question and sat down and yeah I'm like, and that's that's good though it's yeah. like uh yeah don't get up and ask the same question somebody else has it's like have some self uh regulated late regulation you know what i mean yeah. it's like use your fucking brain people yeah you're not there to tell your life story yeah because no one cares to Marisa Marsh. i know you that's know? it's so silly people have it. the insane ideas about their own importance yeah, internet's uh, not helping that. No, it's not. As we say on our 302nd podcast. Yeah, well, fuck you guys. <laughs> you know? Um, How are we any different than that? That's yeah, uh, fine. <laughs> but anyway, um, so the big announcement from the panel. Did you watch the panel? No, I don't like panels, oh, you so I wa- didn't watch it. Did you watch I the tra- watched the trailer. You did watch the yeah, trailer. Yeah, okay. I heard one of the guys at work. Uh, one, uh, two, well, one of the guys at work requested the days off, so he was at the uh, so, convention. He's one of the Mandalorian people. He uh, he has like, like he has armor, and he's in the group. He's not just like a person. He like goes to the booth and the charity events and stuff. Okay, like so, the five hundred first Legion. Those yeah, guys. but it's like the Mandalorian equivalent of that. And his suit's like insane. It's amazing. Yeah, today's um, panel was all about the Disney streaming Mandalorian, which we'll get to. Oh right, yeah, because that. So, so he must have been there. He actually saw they. Uh, he posted that he saw the premiere. They showed them like exclusive footage or something, at, at the and he was there for oh, that, cool. which is cool because it's like those guys are like crazy fans. Uh, but then one of the dudes from work, I don't. Uh, I kind of forgot this was happening the Star Wars weekend or whatever. And one of the guys from work at the end of the day, he was saying his goodbyes from the office, and he's like, "Hey, did you guys see the Star Wars trailer?" And I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, they put the." Um, episode nine trailers out and it's like i completely forgot that was a thing coming because avengers you know yeah I, yeah right because avengers hard, game is taking to, up your entire brain yeah it's hard for me to think of anything else yeah so the so the new movie is called the rise of skywalker yes which, which is interesting because i thought those folks were all dead well i like it as a title uh there's two reasons i like it oh wait a, ben uh or the whiny kylo ren he's a skywalker, he's a skywalker. Right? okay yeah, so I mean, it could mean anything. It could mean that Ray is actually a Skywalker. Yeah, she's watching Last Jedi. Could mean that Luke's not completely dead. It could yeah. mean uh, it could mean anything, which I like because yeah, let the movie tell me. Yeah, it's like uh, I don't care. Uh, I know a lot of people are butthurt that like the last Star Wars movie like wasn't what people thought, but um, with Star Wars, it's like I, I don't care what it is. They're entertaining movies, right? So just do more Star Wars, and I'll be I'll be happy, you know. Yeah, uh, so I like it. It, it, but it reminds me when I was a little kid, and I remember seeing the title of Return of the Jedi, which first they announced it was Revenge of the Jedi. They and actually they, announced that they did. There oh, was wow. there were posters and stuff that had that title on it. Like yeah. they changed it late. That's crazy. But then when they changed it to Return of the Jedi, I remember. Feeling like this when I was like 11, I'm like, wait, Return of the Jedi, is, is there like an old Jedi coming back that nobody knows about? Yeah. Uh, you know, who, who, what Jedi is returning? And, you know, it, yeah, I had to see the movie to realize, oh, Luke becomes a Jedi and that's how the Jedi come back. And yeah. he's the Return of the Jedi. So I don't know what the Rise of Skywalker means. Who's the Skywalker? Why are they rising? Yeah, it's very similar. I like that I don't know it. Um, yeah, I like it. It's nice. 
I it's think nice to be in the dark about this. Stuff. It, it also fits very well in two different ways when I was thinking about it. First of all, to end this trilogy, each title narrows in a little more. The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, The Rise of Skywalker. So the first one, we're just talking about all of the Force. Yeah. Then we're talking about the Jedi. Now we're talking about one's family within the Jedi, within the Force. So I like that it's narrowing in. Yeah. Uh, which makes you feel like the story is really going somewhere right it's not like it's not just he, uh, make another movie you think um mr jj abrams he's doing this movie right it's not the guy who did the yeah jj no and, JJ abrams he has a plan and you think he yes. has like him and the other guy work together and they kind of um, know what they're doing well from what i heard from what i've heard well they originally hired the guy who did jurassic world to do it oh really and then they fired him oh because jurassic world wasn't great well because he's not great Okay. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, like he was a terrible person and he wasn't listening to them. Yeah. Which was weird because Star. They did it at the same time. They fired the guys who were doing Solo. Oh. Lord Miller, which were the guys that did Lego Movie. Yeah. uh, The more I think about that movie, the more I want to see the Lord Miller cut. Way more than I want to see a Snyder cut of Justice League. Yeah. Uh, Because thinking about Spider Verse, one of the guys I think it was uh, Phil Lord. Uh, one of the guys wrote Spider Verse, not yeah. both of them, and I'm like, Spider Verse well, like, is so that good. Was good. What did that Lego's look like? so good. What what would their Star Wars have been, even if it's not canon? Yeah. Um, but the other reason I like the Rise of Skywalker title is it, it fits really well with the other third movies. You have the Revenge of the Sith, the Return of the Jedi, the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. So in each one of those titles, something major is coming back. Yeah, it's cool. So I don't even care. Plot wise, I'm not trying to pick it apart. Yeah. There were a million articles online of like, what does it mean? Yeah, and they I, they do this with like every time there's a new trailer for a Marvel movie or Avengers, they're like, 10 things you missed in the Avengers trailer. And it's like, eat a dick. I didn't miss anything. It's like, you know what I mean? Just watch the trailer, bro. And let's also remember they lie in the trailers. They lie in them. They they put stuff in the trailers that doesn't happen in the movies. It's deliberate. It's a, uh, you know, yep. it's smokescreen. Yeah. That, Just watch the fucking movie when it comes out. Everyone's got to be the guy that figures it out ahead of time. I always think of that shot in Homecoming of Iron Man and Spider-Man Flying, going through Queens. Yeah. And never happens. Never. Or the Hulk yeah. running around with in Wakanda with the Avengers and Infinity War. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Yeah. They did that deliberately because right. there's no opportunity for that to happen to get cut out. Right. So, uh, yeah, so, well, that doesn't mean anything, but, um, what did you think of the trailer? Uh, I liked it. I, uh, I, I don't remember ever getting as excited for a Star Wars trailer as I did for the first, um, movie, the new one with, um, Horse Wagons. Yeah. That was the trailer I saw and I was like, holy shit, this looks amazing. And I, I felt the most like that with this trailer. Like this is probably the second biggest, like, oh wow, this looks look really beautiful. Um, they're doing cool stuff. I like the little sand chase with the speeder bikes in the sand. I thought that's really cool because mm. it's like uh, speeder bikes are awesome. Yeah, and um, you know, I love that girl. She's great. And, yeah, she's um, pretty great. I guess the there's like a laugh at the end. Is that the emperor? Is that Luke? Yeah, it's the emperor. Oh, it's the emperor. Uh, so yeah, I really love this trailer. I liked it more than Force Awakens. Okay, Force Awakens. I kind of had that Batman Begins reaction. I was like, yeah, there's been a lot of Star Wars movies. That right, what's this going to look great. like? And, you know, it's not like Star Wars was even gone that long. It had been 10 years from a movie, but I'm like, there had been a lot of animated shows. Yeah. It wasn't... It never go- really goes away. No, it wasn't gone in the way it was between Return of the Jedi and Phantom Menace. Right. It was gone. Yeah. So I was like, okay, they're doing one without Lucas. 
will it be good? Will it not be good? I got Han Solo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but, so I wasn't that excited. And then Last Jedi, I was interested. I still think it's an interesting movie. Um, there's still a lot I like about it. Yeah, I like it still. Uh, uh, so I'm not. I'm certainly not butthurt about it. This got me excited. Uh, that whole opening sequence with Ray yeah. and, and the TIE fighter, yeah. which is half of that teaser trail. It just oh, built yeah. and it just builds and builds yeah, and builds. Really cool. And I was like, I, it hooked me so hard yeah. that I was like, any movie that has this sequence is going to be pretty good. Yeah. I don't know what it's about. I don't know. If yeah, I kind of like that. I don't. Uh, is I, Kylo Ren in there? Is it just a stormtrooper? Right. I don't know. You see gloves, but they're black gloves, and Tie Fighter pilots have black gloves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I like that sequence a lot. I Billy D. Williams shows up in it, which is cool. But flying the Millennium Falcon. I, I kind of thought he was in the last Star Wars movie. No, people kept saying he should have been. Yeah. I remember you and I talking about this was. When they were saying, "Oh, the greatest code breaker in the galaxy is at this casino," right? Like that should have been. It was kind of a fake out that it was gonna Billy s- D. Williams. Yeah, and they never actually meet that character because they get sidetracked and hook up with Benicio del Toro. Yeah, who I guess was he the code breaker? I don't remember. He said he was a code breaker, but he wasn't that good. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then he betrayed them. Um, there's there's a lot about Last Jedi. It zigs when it should when it should zag. I deliberately, I think, and it, yeah, way too deliberately, in my opinion, because. I think there's times when that makes it really unique and surprising, and there's times where it's just like you're just fucking with me now. Yeah, and when it's you like, think come on. when you think about the story, you're like, it should have zigged. It made more sense to zig. Yeah, you but you knew we all fought that. But uh, yeah, so a lot of people said Lando should have been Last Jedi, and I th- I don't think the original plan was to put him in this. Oh, you think they might have changed it because of like fan reaction? Of no, the I think thing? they might have changed it because Carrie Fisher passed away. Uh, well, see, that's the other thing that was weird is I saw her in the trailer, yeah, and they, I was like, okay, the, she can't really be in it that much. No, but they said there was enough unused footage from Force Awakens that made sense for this story. Okay. So there are scenes with Princess Leia. Yeah. And, and that, I think that's like, uh, I, I don't know, I have like mixed feelings about that, you know, it's like... Uh, if it's handled with taste, I'm yeah, okay no, with No, I don't it. think that it'd be handled without taste, I just think, well, what's frustrating is like, they had a really good opportunity to um, kill that character in the last movie, and, Unless, they, and yeah. they didn't, and it's like, it just seemed weird, it's like, what are you guys doing? And that was weird, I remember us talking about that when the movie came out, was right. that, you know, she gets sucked into space, and you're like, uh, and Ben even said in the theater... And he's like eight at the time. He's like, oh, that's because Carrie Fisher died. But then she wakes up and she comes back. But then she's in a coma for the rest of the movie. Right. And then Laura Dern just shows up and basically becomes Princess Leia. Yeah, that's for the what rest I'm of saying. The movie. It was just, it was weird. And then they bring Pr- Princess Leia at the end. It makes you just wonder, like, what was going on behind the scenes. Like I said, I like that movie. It's entertaining. Yeah. It has a lot of problems, though. It's, you know? it's wonky. Yeah, it's wonky. Yeah, but uh, but they did say that the idea for this trilogy was that one of the original characters will be showcased in each one, which frustrates me. I would have liked to have seen them, them all, all together. together. Yeah. But Force Awakens is the Han Solo movie. Last Jedi is the Luke Skywalker movie. Mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker is supposed to be the Leia movie, but then Carrie Fisher passed away so no, it's before be Last Jedi. Movie. So I think it made sense. Like, who's the most prominent human character from the original trilogy? Yeah. That... Because we killed Han and we killed Luke. We have, we have the droids and Chewie and all of them. Right. But they're not human characters so yeah let's get lando and i'm i i would have made the same decision if that would if i was proposed with that problem i would have made that yeah it's the right call to make and i think like um you know i think coming out of seeing solo 
and we knew it before but what's his name donald glover as young lando is like uh casting genius yeah. it's like that as soon as they made that decision that should just been the lando movie they dressed billy d williams exactly like donald glover in this he's got the oh, same yeah? yellow shirt yeah which he cool. doesn't have an empire right uh yeah so i think that yeah they knew that donald glover as lando was the big the biggest thing about that movie <laughs> yeah and then they just they throw a lot of glimpses at you yeah which i don't want to try to piece together no in my i'm head. happy to just see it and be like oh yeah okay cool there's a lightsaber there's some kind of desert skiff with like c-3po yep. hanging onto a pole that i'm, I'm in- all good. interested in but the big thing the end of the trailer there's a laugh at the end of the trailer as we said which um, I don't think anybody is arguing that it's not Emperor Palpatine. Okay, I was confused. I think it's I thought taken it was from Luke Return of the Jedi at first, but then I well, read it somewhere online. They're like, it's the Emperor's laugh, and it's like, oh, okay, because well, like Luke, Luke, uh, Mark Hamill is like a creepy laugh. Yeah, you know? yeah, which is why he's been the Joker for thirty years. <laughs> yeah. That's I thought maybe it's like he's alive and now he's crazy or something. Well, that's the thing. He he does the voiceover for this. It's all new. Oh, it's not dialogue from last jedi that they placed on it they as you said trailers lie but they wrote new dialogue and they got mark hamill to do that dialogue yeah so in some way he's in this Hmm. unless he just did the voiceover in the trailer um but he could be in this as a force ghost he could who knows yeah but at the end the line he says is uh he says thumbs things are never gone for good or things Something Never go like away this, forever. Yeah. And then the Emperor laughs. Right. So what they're leading us to think is that Emperor Palpatine survived because Being thrown into like an ion vat. He's <laughs> full of force energy. Yeah. We see him go down and we see a flash of light. Right. He could have used his force who knows what Sith force powers he had. Yeah. That's an escapable situation. Sure. You know who gets you know who gets into that situation all the time? The Joker. Right. He was always getting thrown off a thing. Joker's always thrown into things and yeah. you don't see where he goes. And then they just bring they stopped explaining how. Right. With, yeah. It's just like he, oh, he figured it out. And he's he doesn't have force powers. He's right. just a joker. He's just a lunatic. So if you want to explain in two lines of dialogue yeah. how you didn't actually hit the core of the Death Star, which is as big as a planet. Right. And then survived it blowing up. Grabbed on to... It blew up, right? In the yeah, Return of the up. Jedi yeah. blows up? Lando yeah. blows it up. Yeah. So... So... Uh, uh, yeah, whatever, man. I'll take it. I don't care. Yeah. I'm, I'm, whatever they want to do, I'm fine with. I'm I have fine. no... Like I said, I it's not like a uh, superhero movie when I already have pre-expectations of uh, what the story should be like or who the characters are. Right. With Star Wars, it's like, it's your own thing, dude. I don't, I don't know. I don't... I don't care about the extended universe stuff that doesn't doesn't count. It doesn't matter to me. And to me, it's all extended universe. Once you leave the original trilogy, yeah, you're, this you're, trilogy is extended universe. Like I, I think these movies are really good and I enjoy them. Um, but there is a part of me that doesn't really distinguish why these movies are any more canon than the dozens and dozens of books they put out in right. the 90s. So it's like, all right, you killed Han Solo, and yeah, that's fine. You killed Chewbacca in one of the books, right? And that's not happening. So, so yeah, I, I uh, uh, yeah, like I said, no attachment to it. It's entertaining. I'll go see it. I did hear um, that they're actually going to take a little bit of break after this. Is that they're they are they um well they got some they uh, nothing is ready. I think that's the main thing. Is that they pulled the plug on everything else after Solo bombed? Yeah, um, which made money, but it didn't. Not Star Wars it, money. It made like three hundred and fifty million, but every other Star Wars money movie made a billion. Even Rogue One. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think Rogue One, Rogue One was the lowest, but it got there. Um, and they're saying that's you know 
they're thinking that's too much. The biggest problem with that movie was it came out six months after The Last Jedi. There's just not enough people that want to go to a movie that much. Yeah, it's I think every, saturated. Every, I don't every, one, once every other year, you know, one yeah, every other year is good for me. I agree. I don't even you need know? it every year. Definitely not. It, it's been like it had been every Christmas until Solo came out in the summer. Yeah. Uh, but I every other year would make me anticipate it more. Right. Oh, the other thing about The Emperor which might be a clue, might not be, is that at the Hasbro panel, this leaked uh, about a day or two before. The Hasbro panel, they showed um, they showed some new stuff, nothing really earth-shattering. The thing about Star Wars figures is that Hasbro's been making them... And they've made everybody. ...nonstop for about 25 years. Yeah. And um, when they, they brought them back in 95, and they made everybody over and over. So every San Diego, every toy fair, I look at what they have in the booth, and I'm like... Yeah, they've made Leia in the bounty hunter costume before. Yeah, they made there's like there's nothing they're gonna do that's gonna be no, and new. they're keeping the new stuff under wraps. That I'm sure there's 25 figures ready to go for Rise of Skywalker, but they're not gonna show us any of those now, right? Because they want don't want to see us to see what the costumes look like or new aliens look like. Um, so they showed a few things. They have some exclusive figures for this Disney park that they're doing, and there's some classic uh, characters that are coming back. Um, you know, they have the Marvel Legends size now. Right. So they can do everybody again. So the big, uh, the biggest announcements there is um, in these days of Hasbro doing Amazon exclusives, which has been happening a lot with Marvel Legends, they're doing an exclusive deluxe Marvel Legends Emperor from Return of the Jedi. Oh, okay. Looks so, like he's in a chair? He's got the chair, yeah. Okay. So it's going to be like 40 bucks. Yeah. It's going to be like... Double price because he's got the full throne from Return of the Jedi. He's got like switchable heads and he's got lightning hands and stuff, which is also really good because they did an Emperor a few years ago and it was one of the worst figures they made. I think I've seen that figure where he's like, he base his arms just basically move up and they're yeah. already in like lightning poses or something. Yeah, and he's got he's got a cloth uh, robe that doesn't fit on him, right? Yeah. He's a really bad one. Right. Uh, they also had a really bad Yoda, which they're re-releasing with a better paint job, and I'm like, all right, now you can get me to buy Yoda and the Emperor now. Sure. You couldn't... So, so you're saying the reasoning uh, they're they're doing the... the uh, is like the Emperor figures coming out is because he's going to be the he's bad He's going to be important. And, I see what you're saying. And maybe he'll look somewhat the same. Yeah. Um, But he they're throwing a major spotlight on the Emperor. Hot... Hot Toys just put out an Emperor. Here's a question. Yes. Um, was the Emperor played by the same guy in the original trilogy yes. as the new one? Yes. How was he that old? Uh, he was a lot younger in Return of the Jedi. It was all makeup. Oh, wow. So he, uh, he's probably in his 30s in Return of the Jedi. And, and he like, just what, played an old man. in a mo- so, Yeah, he's, he was a middle-aged guy in the prequels. And he's yeah. Probably, uh, I just saw a picture of him. There, There's a picture of him holding a Hot Toys Emperor with the throne. Yeah. I actually... Which is funny because about, oh God, it must be five, six years ago, I had the Sideshow Emperor on the throne. Do you remember that? No. I had it on a shelf here. Sideshow made an Emperor with a throne. Hmm. But now Hot Toys is doing it, so it's $150 more than yeah. that one was. It's <laughs> uh, a lot cooler, too. It's cooler, but they show uh, Ian McDermott is the actor who played the Emperor. He's holding the Hot Toys like, oh, look, look what they made. Yeah. And he's like 70 now. Um, so old enough to still be in Star Wars, though. I mean, he can, you know yeah. what I mean? He could just do the voice and have like a body double running around. He's old enough to do it. They'll with use le- the Nick Fury magic. old enough to do it with less makeup. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's cheaper to do it now. Yeah, it was like I was watching Rogue One again today, and J- they just had Jimmy Smith come on. And it's like, yeah, Jimmy Smith is older. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they maybe gave him a little makeup, but he was in Revenge of the Sith, and now we brought him back. That's cool. Jimmy Smith went to my college. 
Oh yeah, he's good. He, I uh, I saw him on Dexter. He was good on that. I think. Yeah, he was a Brooklyn College graduate. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so that's kind of another tip off. But uh, the good thing that Emperor Frigga looks really good. I mean, you you know how hard they're hitting Marvel Legends out of the park. We've done entire episodes about it. Yeah, we're, we're, we're to say we're obsessed with them is is a bit that's an understatement. Yeah, um, Star Wars is getting really close. It's almost like one line. Um, although, although you were telling me right before the show, yeah. you got pushed into the Sarlacc pit of Marvel Legends yeah. against your will. Yeah, well, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing because I was already going to get those Alex Ross Avengers. Mm-hmm. And uh, my buddy Ken, uh, who we will, we'll, maybe we'll get him on the show one day if he's if he's interested. We ask him. He's I don't know if we'll be we able to coach several him. times. He's yeah. a great dude. Um, uh, he gave me um uh the Marvel Legends the Black Knight figure, which uh, ironically is the one you broke. Of mine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and had had you not replaced it immediately, I probably would give you this and take the broken one. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but uh, he comes with switchable heads, so he, now I just have two versions. Yeah, and oh, I was gonna one bring of which you, has glue. <laughs> I was gonna bring you the the leg. Of I think it's a Call Obsidian or one of those knuckleheads. Oh, the build a figure? I don't need them. I know you don't need it, I but it's like, I definitely don't need an, a leg for a figure I don't want. Oh, but, yeah, um, he's awesome. It's like he's so cool. So uh, thanks. He'll Ken. fit in with your Alex Ross Avengers. That's what I'm. Well, that's then that there lies the problem because now it's like if I get them, I have those the big three, and then I got the Black Knight. It's like how did you get Hawkeye? And then that Vision looks pretty good, and that Scarlet Witch is pretty cool, and Wasp looks awesome. Scarlet Witch is coming in three pack with Quicksilver and Magneto uh, this year. I know the problem with that is she's like shiny, and I she's like, like House of M. And I was like, Scarlet I just Witch. want like classic. Uh, you know? I I pre ordered that pack because the Magneto looks so good. Yeah, well, we talked a lot about how that Magneto they made sucked, so it's good yeah. that they're making a classic awesome Magneto. Yeah, so uh, there's plenty of Star Wars stuff coming out. Well, well, the sale barge is just about out. That's a huge thing. I saw it at C2E2. Oh, yeah. I saw it at a couple of booths at yeah, C2E2. Yeah, it's like the size of a couch. And so that was a Kickstarter. Yeah, Hasbro started their own site called HasLab. Yeah. So it's kind of their own Kickstarter. Right. So And they got enough That's, votes. Um, so the- I actually really like this idea that, hey, we can't mass produce these things to put them in stores. However... We know that people do want them, so you give us the money to produce them, and buying in gets you one of these things. I think that's awesome. Yeah, the first one to do that was um, Mattel did that with Castle Grayskull. Yeah. When they were selling the He-Man figures on the website, they were like, look, we could make a Castle Grayskull, but it's going to cost $300. So if you guys pre-order enough to sell enough of these, we'll do it, and... They did. They it do. Right. It makes sense. And I th- I thought about that Castle Grayskull because it was a nice playset. Yeah. But I, I've i learned through trial and error, and by trial and error, I mean buying a lot of them again. <laughs> yeah, I remember this. Uh, that Your kids don't give a shit about He-Man. Yeah. Well, also, <laughs> I, I learned most of the 80s properties that I loved as a kid. You don't care about now. No. He-Man, G.I. Joe, Transformers. There's plenty of people that still love that stuff. Totally. Yeah. It's just not um, your thing. Voltron. Yeah. It's worn off on me. Whereas- right. Marvel and DC are they stuck around ongoing properties yeah. where I love them in the eighties, love them in the nineties, love them in the two thousand because they're the storytelling is deeper. It's more rewarding. Yeah, He Man is. I don't care uh, if it's. I'm not trying to like offend you if it's your thing. Be honest with yourself though. It's 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 just like a bunch. It's of, nostalgia. It's totally nostalgia. There's nothing to it. Here's a bunch of roided up dudes fighting a bunch of roided up monsters. That is all there is to He Man. You know, it's and, like and I it's, understand people get really into it. That's super cool, man. Just be aware of what you're into. It's yeah. just it's not a, it's not a very deep pool. 
Well, our friend uh, Lauren Fates has been on the podcast a lot, runs a She-Ra podcast. Right. It's doing really well right and now. And great for her. Be- and that's something. It's like, uh, you can. it doesn't mean you can't do podcasts and talk about He-Man until the cows come home or whatever. It's just like, it's just not as deep as myth- uh, the world building in He-Man isn't that deep, right? It's just, yeah. it's not. It's fact. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, and Star Wars... Star Wars is a lot deeper than those, which is, I think, why it's commanded such. Right. I still find it, maybe it's not quite deep enough for me. I got, in the 90s and 2000s, I got way, way, way more into Star Trek. And I think because by that point, the mythology was so much deeper just because there had been multiple television shows. Right. You know, um, by the mid-90s, I was very, very much into it. Well, there's a lot more material for... Exactly. There's a televised material, like a movie or a television show. They have to show. come out with... They were coming out with two hours of content every single week. Yeah. Like, they were building that universe at a rate that was unprecedented for television. Yeah. So, and Star Trek is another one like Star Wars where um, I go through periods where I just love it. I just love it. And then I put it down for a while. And I don't turn against it. I don't say I'm finished with this. But I don't think about it for a year or two. Yeah. And then they and do. And then a new thing comes they, out. They do new. something new that kind of grabs Coax, my attention. Coaxes you back. And then I revisit all the old stuff that I really liked. Um, I'm thinking about that now because Star Trek is. Star Trek is where Star Wars. Star Trek and Star Wars are in the same place now. Where the movies are not happening. Eventually, I'm sure another one is coming. But right now, there is nothing planned. But they're both doing television shows that are that are on their proprietary streaming sites. Uh, we have the second season of Discovery out. Uh, we're getting a Captain Picard show coming. We're, um, there's supposed to be an animated series coming, and we're doing the same thing with Star Wars. The Mandalorian was the big panel today. Yeah, what is that? Um, the Mandalorian is a new series. They haven't given out much of it, but it's basically about... The people, Boba Fett's people. It's a new character. Okay. That's like a Boba Fett. Okay. And I think we're we're finally going to see like what their culture was like and who they were. And I'm sure he's just going to fight a lot of guys. Yeah. But they showed. And it's on the Disney app. It's going to be on the Disney Plus app. It's okay. uh, I think we believe Pablo Escobar, the guy from Narcos. He was in the Kingsman Golden Circle is the main character in it, which I find confusing. And I feel like this is almost racist, but he reminds me so much of the guy who's in Rogue One. Uh, was the, it Cassian? The guy. The kind of like the The Latin guy in Rogue One. Yeah. I When I saw Kingsman 2, I was like, hey, is that the guy from Rogue One? And I was like, and it's not. no, it's another guy. And now that guy's going to be the Mandalorian. And now the guy from Rogue One is getting his own show as the guy from Rogue One. Oh, he's getting his own show? That's the other series they're doing is... Him before Rogue One and Alan Tudyk just well, signed. has to be him before Rogue One because everyone yes, in Rogue he One dies. fucking dies. But and he's a ghost. Uh, Alan Tudyk has signed up to play uh, K2SO again. Oh, that's cool. Who's the best character in that movie? Yeah, that that robot is awesome. I like um snarky dick robots. Yeah, you know, they did it in the old Republic game. There's like a an assassin droid, and he's like hilarious. Well, they did it in Karen Gillan's Darth Vader comic. They had there's an evil C three PO and R two D two. They're both black and they have guns. They're like and, murder droids. And they're mur- Yeah, they're if you want to see C three PO and R two D two murder people. Yeah, that's what it looks. It's like. a great book. Yeah, it's cool. So uh, those are the two. Sh- those are the two shows they're doing. That's another segue. I'm sure this was timed appropriately, but Disney had an investor meeting where they announced uh, what they're launching with Disney Plus, and this thing is way too good to be true. First of all, it is the same price as the DC Universe app. 
Okay. Six ninety nine a month, sixty nine ninety nine for the year. That is the DC Universe app. For DC, I paid the $69.99 up front, mostly so I could get those animated Justice League figures. Yeah. And I don't watch the app. Every now and then, they put a DC animated movie on, and like I'll watch Justice League versus Fatal 5 this week because yeah. I didn't have to buy it on iTunes. But I'm not going to keep it, which also means I can take the money from the DC app and, and put it towards, it towards Disney. the Disney app. But Disney is having those two Star Wars shows. Every movie except Last Jedi and Solo, because uh, my guess is they probably still have a contract with Netflix. Sure. They're starting with four Marvel movies, and they're like a little random. It's like um, I think Iron Man three's in there, but they said they are eventually getting all of them because they're probably tied up at some streaming other yep. site. Okay, yeah, uh, and and as we know, we're getting a live action Falcon and Winter Soldier show. Wait, 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 wait! Uh, you didn't know this? No, I don't know. We're this. getting a live action Falcon and Winter Soldier show. Those two together, the two together teamed up. Do you think Winter Soldier is going to be Captain America in that? They just haven't announced it yet because of Infinity Endgame or whatever? I don't think so. You uh, think he's going to be the Winter Soldier? I, it's called Winter Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, or Winter Soldier Falcon. I'm fairly certain they're going to change that to Captain America and Falcon and it's going to be him as Captain I'm fairly certain if he becomes Captain America, that's going to be a movie. I don't know. I well, think we don't. A, I think they have a lot on their plate as far as uh, other characters now. I think you're just disappointed. No, no, I'm not disappointed. I think it's crazy that they're making a Falcon and Winter Soldier show. That's insane. Yeah, they're making a Falcon okay. and Winter Soldier what show. What else? Uh, they're making a Vision and Scarlet Witch show. Oh, it's the two of them. Yeah. Originally, I thought it was just a Scarlet Witch show. No, it's Vision and Scarlet Witch. Okay, that's awesome. And a Loki show. And yeah, I think we knew that. It's all the same actors that are in the movies, so they are throwing way more money at these shows than they I threw at Netflix. I heard they're going to be like, um, they'll have the budgets of movies. Yes. But they'll be way longer. Yes. So that's also the thing with Star Wars. Because Star Wars is going away for a while, they're going to put all their weight behind the Mandalorian and this Rogue One show. Okay. So Star Wars and Marvel are going to be on the Disney stream. Yeah. Now, Marvel, we know we're getting more movies. We know we're getting Far From Home, Doctor Strange... Black Panther. Black Panther. Black Widow is uh, picking up a lot of steam. Black Widow. Yeah, this? the Eternals they keep talking about. Angelina Jolie just got cast in that. In Black Widow or no, in the Eternals? No, she's going to be Cersei in the Eternals. Yeah, so we know we're getting more Marvel movies. So these are characters that are going to be on the side. Star Wars, as we said, if it takes a rest, the hardcore fans can watch all these series. Not only that, then they're doing um, every every Disney movie is on it. Up to Moana. Wow. At launch. Every Pixar movie is on it. That's crazy. Uh, probably up to Toy Story 4, which I think comes out at Christmas. And um, there's going... It's not... They didn't announce it at launch, but there's going to be a new Muppet show. There's going to be a Monsters University animated series mm -hmm. with Billy Crystal and John Goodman. Oh, wow. And they're just throwing money. And here's the big thing that nobody knew about before. All of The Simpsons. Fox. Oh, because of the Fox deal. Fox thought they were keeping The Simpsons. That's the shocking thing. Fox, when they were working out the deal, Fox thought that they were keeping the network, Fox News, Fox Sports, Fox Business, and The Simpsons. The only entertainment property Rupert Murdoch wanted to keep out of 20th Century Fox is The Simpsons. He yeah, didn't give a fuck about Planet of the Apes yeah, or Aliens or the X-Files. X-Men. Uh, yeah, or Marvel. Uh, uh, didn't care. Yeah. Wanted The Simpsons because The Simpsons still makes so much money. Hang on a second. And The Simpsons has been exclusively on the FX app, which Fox owns. Hang on a second. 
Are you? 30 seasons of The Simpsons. Well, it's a lot of material, but what I'm asking you is, did Fox not know? I I think I think Fox didn't win that argument. And they didn't throw it into the press. They were like, I guess we'll just wait till... No, nobody knew. There were a lot of articles of like, hey, does this include The Simpsons? Does it not include The Simpsons? And then when Marvel announced the... the, When Disney announced the merger, the two Fox property, they were like, hey, it's a great year for Disney. And they showed a lot. And they showed Deadpool and Homer Simpson. And people were like, what? Wait. So I... I believe, and like I said, nobody knows for sure. I believe The Simpsons will continue to air on Fox. But it'll be streamed on the Disney app. But it'll be a Disney, yeah. It'll wow. be a Disney show. Like that's the Simpsons insane. writers don't know. Like I yeah. follow pretty much everyone that's ever written on The Simpsons yeah, on yeah. Twitter. <laughs> yeah, and It takes up about 12% on my Twitter feed. Yeah. And none of them knew. Wow. So I think The Simpsons will just continue going because apparently nothing can kill it. It was um, renewed for two more seasons, but I think, like Marvel, it's just going to have a Disney logo at the end. That's crazy. Like, instead of that 20th Century Fox, like, they always did the 20th Century Fox. But so, but Disney won't own The Simpsons. They'll Disney just... owns The Simpsons. That's what I'm saying. Disney owns The Simpsons. So, hang on a second. Simpsons. There's, in, um, in Universal Studios, there is a Marvel park, and there is a Simpsons park. Yep. Does does Universal Studios now have to pay their competitor Disney the royalties to use those characters? In yeah, their parks? I think they've been doing it with Marvel. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. I'm, I'm sure Disney's been trying to shut down that Marvel Island for years, so they can build their own. Seeing what they're doing with oh, Star I mean, Wars, uh, I had been to what I went to Disney them. recently. Uh, I don't know when because yeah. I'm bad with my life, like time. That was like a year was ago. It? I remember yeah. you going. Yeah, and we went to the um, Avatar. It's like the new park. Yeah. And have you been there? Yeah. I couldn't get on a ride. The lines were too long, they but were, I walked through. We went Pandora. on the the ride they have there, and it's um, it, it is uh, uh, beyond my ability to describe how awesome that ride is. It's like a simulation ride, yeah. where you uh, you're in front of like a big screen, and the thing you're on moves like you're a dragon flying around. It is unreal what it looks like. If they did that, and it's like join the Iron Man or Spider Man swinging around New York, I, I mean, people would kill themselves to get on that. Yeah, because you <laughs> that know ride. what? Because you go to the Universal. Park. Yeah, that, that Spider-Man ride was cool when I was twelve, and it's a Hulk roller coaster painted green. Yeah, it, I it's mean, a it's a good roller it's coaster, fun. but yeah. it's like uh, uh, rides have moved so far beyond that. It's yeah. astonishing what they can do now. And uh, yeah, I bet Disney's chomping at the bits to to yeah. To, so to now they are, and together. and The Simpsons was my favorite part of Universal last time I went because they built Springfield. Yeah, it's crazy. like uh, we uh, you know we had lunch at Krusty Burger. Yeah, there's and a I got Moe's a drink Tavern. at Moe's. Yeah, yeah it's cool. I got a flaming mo. Yeah, like between yeah. Duff Beer and flaming mo, and I was like, I was glad I picked the flaming mo. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, Fox. Uh, wow, Fox sold the Simpsons. Whew. Disney owns the Simpsons. That's silly. Which uh, so they probably also own Futurama. Yeah, I assume that kind of disenchantment. I think uh, Matt Groening just owns. Maybe them. that's Netflix. Did for Netflix. Yeah, well, that's a Netflix original. So have they given any kind of indication as far as like timeline for these yes. Marvel shows? The yeah the. App is launching November 19th, so I guess we're on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And all of this is supposed to be ready at launch. What? They're going to have a Vision and Scarlet Witch show, a Falcon and Winter Soldier, and they're going to have a Loki show all done and ready to go by November? I'm pretty sure Loki and Vision and Scarlet Witch, they might... They might uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, they announced recently... Wouldn't they have to be filming that right now? Yes, they How are. have we not heard or seen anything about these shows? Because we don't know anything about Endgame. Because they're really good at keeping things under wraps. They are now. really good at it. Yeah, isn't that impressive? Oh, so I heard this, yeah. is that 
uh, Endgame is coming out in like two weeks or something. Right. And then Spider-Man. We're going together? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we, uh, I'm, going, <laughs> I'm going. I don't know if I. I'm going three times in three in days. That, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm going, to, uh, I'm going Thursday night. I'm going, oh, so you're seeing it before. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to go Friday morning with my brother, <laughs> and then I'm going to go Saturday morning with you. We're going IMAX 2D. So, oh, good. I don't like uh, 3D. I don't like 3D. No, so I don't either, but only... I wanted to see this in IMAX. I appreciate it because I like IMAX. I, I don't know that either of my showings are IMAX. I'm not going to make eye contact with you because I don't want no, to give away nothing any to spoilers. talk about. Yeah, but you might start to like hold your breath. No, no, no. He's going to die now. I'll try not to. Uh, but then, so Spider-Man comes out after that, and then yep, July. very shortly afterward uh, is San Diego Comic-Con. They're going to announce a bunch. They said Phase 4 will be announced at uh, San Diego. We'll probably see footage from all these Disney shows. We better see something if it's coming out in November. <laughs> yeah. gotta, what are you fucking guys doing? You know? Oh, and you know what? So, uh, yeah. So, a lot going on with Disney right now. A lot going on with Star Wars. Yeah, Jesus, they own everything. Um, we would usually do Greatest Thing in the World. This would be a good time to do it. But I, there was also this thing I wanted to talk about, which is, this is the anti-Greatest Thing in the World, is... The new Hellboy movie is out, and it is a bomb. Yeah, I guess I, I uh, kind of forgot it was coming out. It's a huge stink pile. They say it's like one of the worst movies of the year. Whoa. Which, um... It was In some weird way, makes me... It cost $50 million. How much did the it other has, Hellboy movies cost? Do I you think know? they made less. They, they, they cost less to make? This one made 10 It made $10 million this, this weekend. That's, That's insane. Shazam right? beat it for... A, Shazam isn't even. I mean, it's a good movie, but I mean, you just think like a new movie would just. It's just how it works. It yeah. just topples the movie. It's before. rare that a movie is number wow. one for multiple weeks these days. Yeah, it's supposedly it's terrible. They said David Harbor is pretty good, and I, he's the only one I feel bad for. They like they like he's a good Hellboy, but the mo- the story makes Who no sense. Who directed it? I don't. Couldn't even tell you. There's somebody Ugh. cheap. And you know what? In some ways, it's sour grapes. Like even Mike Mignola in an interview was like, "Yeah, I don't know why they're rebooting this," because I read an article in Variety which completely summed up my feelings about this movie. Is who is this movie for? Because the first two movies were not hits; they were cult movies. Yeah, both of them were cult movies, and people liked them because of Guillermo del Toro and Ron Perlman. Yeah. Now, Guillermo del Toro and Ron Perlman said. We want to make a third Hellboy. And they came in with a script and Lionsgate said, no, we don't want to spend that kind of money. And then Guillermo del Toro said, I don't want to cut the budget. This is the movie I want to make. And they said, no, we're not going to make a Hellboy movie for that much because Hellboy movies are cult films and they don't make that much money. And then Guillermo del Toro said, I guess we can't make the movie. So I'm gonna so I'm gonna my go. Abe Sapien movie yeah. into the shape of water and win a fucking and Oscar. win the fucking Oscar. <laughs> oh, they're idiots. Yep, they're idiots. But then the real idiot move. So the classic thing to be just be like, okay, Hellboy's over two yes, movies. Move on. But they were like, no, people want Hellboy movies. We don't. Not enough people wanted the Guillermo del Toro movies. Right. I, um, I fell in love with Hellboy because of the Guillermo del Toro movies. I went. Uh, to see the first one out of curiosity, I knew about the comic yeah. just because I know comics and I like Mike Mignola, but I didn't read the comic until I had seen the movie a couple of times. Yes, yeah, I, I love that movie uh, so much. I was hungry for Hellboy. I was reading the comic 
before the movie, but I wasn't reading it when it was like coming out. I was reading the trades when I yeah. worked at Tenth Planet. And he's and Hellboy's ago. always been sporadic, so you can't just add it to your pro list and expect to right. see it. It's always a mini series. But yeah. I I love that comic. And then when I heard they were making a movie, I was like, all right, cool. Like uh, I I it was at a time when like more indie stuff got made into movies. Cause yeah, it's, like, it was darker, fifteen years edgier. ago. It's a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, this was before like the MCU. So uh, this is around the time of Blade. It's like that the yeah, Blade trilogy. Right. So it kind of makes sense. It fits in with that stuff. And I like that first movie. I like all those characters and stuff. Yeah. Second, I didn't even see the second one. The second one's pretty good. I mean, I'm sure it's good. It's just like I I love that comic. I have the yep. nice editions of it and everything. Yeah, I have I the hardcovers of all yeah, of it. Yeah, they're now. beautiful. And yeah. uh Mike Mignola is like a comic book genius. Yeah, Mike Mignola's uh signed him. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. we met him at the... Yeah. I have got a the Hellboy beer we bought from yeah, yeah. him. It was cool. Yeah, we finally drank it like a year later. Yeah, it was celebratory. <laughs> um, but I don't... Um... I don't care enough about Hellboy to see the second one. I certainly didn't care enough to even pay attention that this one was coming out. It's kind of crazy that it did that bad. So it means it's 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 a bad movie. It's not yeah. just that people don't care about Hellboy that much. Right. Um, I kind of want to see it now. Uh, it's like, I kind of want to know how, how bad is it? I'm not going to pay any money. No, it? no, no. I mean, I'll watch it like on Netflix or whenever it shows up on streaming. Yeah, I don't think it's showing up on Netflix. Maybe no. Hulu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazon Prime. <laughs> right. So, yeah, if you're thinking about seeing the Hellboy movie, don't. I thought about it for a minute, too. I'm like, I really love Hellboy. I have a Hot Toys of Hellboy. Uh, it's one of the few Hot Toys I own. I really love it. I'm like, they made another movie. Maybe I should just see it because they probably won't make any more. And I'm like, no, they really won't make any more. No, they anymore. really won't make any more. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, well, I hope it doesn't destroy that dude's career. I mean, you know, he's still got Stranger Things. Yeah. Then it's new season of Stranger Things coming out. He's, his career is just starting to happen. I think yeah. people won't even remember that he did this five years from now. Which sucks too, because you got to think from his perspective, it it's it uh it's probably kind of a nightmare to get all dressed up and that red makeup, makeup yeah. and stuff. I didn't even think the makeup looked good. He did. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't really. He know. didn't look as good as Ron. Ron Perlman, I think, looked better, but I think it was kind of like they were. They. It's like the, here's the problem with rebooting this stuff is anytime you do a reboot so quickly, like no one forgot Ron Perlman was Hellboy. That wasn't right. like a million years ago. Here's the odd thing. You know. You, Hellboy the Golden Army 2. Yeah. Hellboy 2 the Golden Army was 11 years ago. So it's not even that long, but it's still so fresh in your mind that you feel like, wait, oh, wow. why are we rebooting this already? Right. Yeah, it came crazy. out the same year as Iron Man and the Dark Knight. That's so Which, crazy. Uh, as we get older, is harder and harder to believe was a decade ago. Yeah, it's silly. Time, man. It's weird. Uh, well, here, the thing is, is that like it's this is the problem with doing reboots. This is like why DC can't figure out what the fuck they're doing with the Joker is because it's like they're so obsessed with trying to do it different than they did it before, mm -hmm. and that's why it's like whatever this Hellboy movie is, I'm sure it's like, well, we have to be way different than we did before, and it's like, yeah, but you go too far from the source material, it's like you're just fan fictioning it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that's what all this Joker movie coming out that everyone's so excited for. It's like it's basically just fan fiction. It's like we're just taking the name and the concept of this character and inserting it in a completely separate reality and calling it the Joker. It's like, make just make your own movie at this point. Make up your own thing. Yeah, the problem is you can't sell your own thing. Yeah, well, that's true. Problem is, the problem is, is is if you made that movie, and I think that movie looks interesting. It does look interesting. That, it, that like if it's just about a serial killer, people would be like, mm, 10 million. It's like, oh, but then he turns out to be the Joker. Here's 80 million. Right. So if you, uh, have you seen the Hell, Hellboy uh, which, uh, God damn it, I don't even know if it has more. I think it's just called Hellboy again. It's just Hellboy? I, don't, I can't even remember. That's how much it's on the radar. If the first movie it, was just called Hellboy. The first movie was just called Hellboy. It was Hellboy. just yes. Hellboy, yes. right. 
it if you've seen it let us know if it was good if it was worth seeing and there are ways to get in touch with us i'm at not in my book on instagram and twitter that is the official caffeinated comics social networking feed uh give me a shout out give me an at and i will respond to you i would love to know if there's anything worth seeing in this is david harbour's performance so good that it's worth being in a crappy movie I've seen all the Pierce Brosnan Bonds. Yeah. So. <laughs> We've seen all the Bond movies. Yes. Um, uh, and how you, do we follow yeah, you? you can follow me on Instagram at the Brave Butter Pecan. Um, you can find the show you're listening to currently on Spotify and Stitcher and iTunes. Uh, we are part of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Yeah, and we will talk to you next week.